4: I don't know what that means.
0: It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network.
1: For kids!
0: <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today.
5: There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- <laughs> Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
1: Crime Stories with Nancy Grace.
0: Why did Lana Clayton allegedly poison her husband? It's the common over-the-counter medicine used to relieve red or irritated eyes. But this morning, investigators say they still have no clear motive as to why 52-year-old Lana Clayton allegedly used eye drops to kill her husband of four years.
4: Well, she did admit during interviews with our detectives that she committed the crimes.
0: Stephen Clayton was found dead in the foyer of this $800,000 South Carolina mansion he shared with his wife in July. Police say they never suspected foul play was involved until toxicology results from his autopsy revealed high levels of tetrahydrosline, the chemical found in eye drops and nasal sprays in his bloodstream. If ingested orally, it can cause respiratory failure, seizures,
1: and even coma. Death by eye drops. I'm Nancy Grace, this is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. You are hearing our friend at GMA, Amy Robach. Did a South Carolina woman Murder her husband by putting eye drops in his drinking water? That's making me look at my bottle of water that sits by the bed every night in a whole new light. With me, an all-star panel, Professor of Forensics, Jacksonville State University, author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon, Joseph Scott Morgan, Death Investigator. Joining us from New York, psychologist Karen Stark at karenstark.com renowned civil and criminal attorney in the tri-state area jason oceans joining me right now dot com investigative reporter dave mack okay let's get right down to it did this woman lana clayton very pretty lady very pretty did she kill her husband not try to kill him but murder him by eye drop okay hit me dave what happened
2: according to you know what the police are saying she actually confessed to them that she used the uh, eye drops to to kill her husband but it's kind of interesting when you look back at this relationship they were a very very wealthy couple none of their neighbors had any clue anything was going on but there were a couple of incidents that took place and on top of everything else when Stephen clayton's body was found He was actually found at the bottom of the stairs, making it look like he had had an accidental
1: fall. Well, Dave Mack, Dave Mack, hold on. I'm going to speak for Jason Oceans, defense attorney, in just one moment. Jason, can't Dave Mack clearly see that this guy had vision problems? That's why he had the eye drops. That's why he fell down the stairs. Jason, it's so clear to me.
6: Right, (laughs) his his eyes were so red, he needed to clear them with (laughs) gallons of uh, of, uh, visine, if you will, Uh, Nan, it's, it's a
1: confusing did you idea. just call uh, me nan especially? wait a minute wait, wait. did you just call me nan because please don't do that do not and the worst would be honey or sugar or just just don't okay please now continue Counselor, it, it just shocks me <laughs> that
6: uh uh most of the time when these things occur there's uh some inklings within the community somewhere that uh something was going wrong this just seemed uh not
1: just out of the clear blue, but well high. Well, well hold on. I, I think you're right. I think you're right, Jason Oceans, renowned defense attorney in the tri-state area. You know, every time I say the tri-state area, Jackie, what is the cartoon? Um, okay. Yeah. It's not phibious. It's finis. It's finis and fur. Yeah. yeah. And the tri- and, and Professor Dusseldorf. That's me. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm glad you knew that. You know, Karen Stark, I want to talk about what he just said about red flags. This couple, hold on, Dave Mack, what did they do for a living? I know you said they were wealthy, which always makes me suspicious, but what did they do for a living?
2: Um, she worked for the VA as a nurse, but he actually, um, his success came from founding uh, physical therapy resources. They've got branches all across the country. So, actually dealing with people that are recovering from injuries and things like that.
1: Okay, you know, I have a one-track mind, Dave, Matt, because when you said she's a a nurse, I heard nothing else. It was like, Nancy, she's a nurse, blah, 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 blah. So Karen Stark, if I see medical training and then this guy dies and police suspect she uh, committed murder by eye drop, but back to what Jason Ocean's defense attorney was saying, Karen Stark, let's see, a red flag, like um, shooting him with a crossbow in his sleep. Uh, they did have a little bit of a you history. Think that
3: means something. Yeah,
1: else. yeah. Was it in the head, the guy? She shot him. Wasn't he asleep? And she shot him with a crossbow in his sleep. Karen Stark. Yes, she did,
3: Nancy. She shot him in the head while he was sleeping, and
1: got away with it. Wait, was he in the bedroom? Okay, Jackie's saying yes because I was thinking if he was outside in a hammock near her archery course. <laughs> Maybe, but how do you accidentally, Karen Stark, shoot somebody in their sleep in the head with a crossbow in the bedroom and say it was an accident? Karen, I mean...
3: She was practicing the crossbow on the television. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Okay, Joe Scott Morgan, how do you survive a crossbow to the head?
3: That, that's a mystery. <laughs> <laughs>
4: A lot of that, Nancy, is going to be dependent upon where the shot rested. If it went kind of obliquely on the side of the head, maybe just struck the temple, uh, the side of the temple, uh, ahead, it's a survivable injury. My, my question is, was the bolt, or that's what they refer to as the arrow in crossbows, was a bolt still lodged in his head? And how in the world did they go about extracting this thing? Did he have to undergo major surgery? That would be a a great question to ask. You
1: know, Joe Scott, are you one of those people like me that when you see an article and they have an x-ray and you can still see, like, the, the, the knife or the arrow or the whatever in the person, you just look at it and think, how in the hay did that happen? Yeah. Not, you know, whether they lived or not, but how did this happen? I think back, how in the world did that get And here we've got a crossbow to the head. As a matter of fact, listen to this.
5: The woman accused of poisoning her husband with eye drops once shot him in the back of the head with a crossbow. Police have reopened an investigation into the bizarre incident at the home of millionaire Stephen Clayton and his 52-year-old wife, Lana, two years ago. Lana Clayton told police she was having trouble loading a crossbow like this one. She says she took it into the bedroom where her husband was sleeping. Then she claimed it accidentally went off. And this, called a bolt, struck him in the back of the head. Miraculously, he was not seriously hurt.
4: The stock itself is going to go into your shoulder.
5: Crossbow expert Manny Circa.
4: And you see the S and the F? Uh huh. Safety and fire. You would have to manually push it to the fire position, and then this finger could come down to the trigger.
5: Got it. So if you're walking around carrying this and you don't move this button, there's no way it could go off.
7: It could never go off. So- Absolutely
1: never.
5: According to documents obtained by Inside Edition, Stephen Clayton told detectives he did not believe she was trying to kill him. The incident was ruled an accident.
1: Okay, you know, my children, Jason Oceans, you know my children very well since before they were born um, because we would sit on the set at Court TV and talk and talk and talk about, should I get married? Should I have children? Oh, I don't know how you did it. But this past week, they were at... Scout camp. And you know, of course, when I hear camp, not just scout camp, any camp, sleepaway, I think, murder and molestation. So I suddenly had to become a scout volunteer and forced my husband right to become a scout volunteer. What killed him is being away from work for a week. Anyway, we both go, we camp out, it rained in the tent. All that's another story. But my son, who you know I'm very anti gun, had to learn to shoot a shotgun. <laughs> so he was at this range every day. Let me just point out that he ended up getting the dime award, which is you can shoot at 50 feet, five shots in the space of a dime, the coin. That's awesome. Okay, so, but the the other side of that is I was so f- upset about him with a gun in his hands. I went there every day. It was like a mile walk. One day I walked 32,800 steps. I took a picture of it. Anyway, <laughs> so my point is beside that is the archery range. How do you accidentally pull a crossbow and shoot somebody? I mean, the power, it's like a trigger pull. I would tell juries how many pounds, it, how much pressure it took to pull a trigger.
6: Yeah, the, 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 the test poundage, right? You can go up to, you know, 80 pounds, which you know, almost only a, a bear uh, could pull uh, with great strength. So some of them are much lighter to the finger and I think anyone knows who's involved in anything that could be dangerous, whether it's a bow, archery, uh, 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 possession of weapons, shooting. Uh, you, you don't do it in the bedroom. You're always uh, alone and, and, and private and safe and well lit and not with anyone around uh, at all. Uh, so it's just poor safety uh, and poor practice.
1: Uh, I don't no even know what you're is. saying. Poor safety. Look back. You, I mean, Joe Scott, can you talk Pre- some sense into his head, please? Nancy,
6: Nancy, safety procedures dictate that you don't do that with other people around. You're not involved in testing or trying or doing anything. It's a
2: poor safety protocol.
1: Okay, Joe Scott, let's just break it down. She shot him in the head with a crossbow. And for some reason, which we're going to have to have a shrink explain, he convinced himself it was an accident. stories with Nancy Grace.
4: During our search of the home, we found several bottles of the the eye drops.
1: Police
0: say Clayton admitted to poisoning her husband's water with the drops over the course of three days before his death. Neighbors say Clayton, an active member of her local church, held her husband's funeral in their very own backyard last month before investigators determined his cause of death. This morning, Clayton remains behind bars without bond, facing murder and unlawful tampering of food charges. Her husband's family speaking out, telling ABC News they are shocked and mortified at the cause of Stephen's death. All of our family and friends knew how much he loved his wife, Lana, and how devoted he was to her. Such a shocking story, and under South Carolina law, this case qualifies for the death penalty, but prosecutors say it is far too early to decide whether to seek that against Lana Clayton.
1: hearing our friend, GMA's Amy Robach. Wow. Okay, back to you, Joe Scott Morgan. We are talking about women who poison, and we're starting with Lana Clayton. Lana Clayton, with a uh, background in nursing, her husband apparently the money man with many, many... Um, branches of a healthcare care facility first she shoots him with a crossbow in the head while he's asleep in his bedroom he didn't fall asleep in a lounge chair in the backyard or a hammock near her archery set Mm she was practicing the crossbow in the bedroom and for some reason karen stark new york psychologist joining us you can find her at karen stark.com he convinced himself that that was an accident how do you do that that's called denial
3: that's denial, Nancy. That's somebody who really doesn't want to admit that this love that they have between them is actually dangerous and he could be dead. He's so attached to her that he's going to go along with some kind of story that that includes she accidentally killed him in the bedroom. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but Karen's people do it all the I know. time.
1: Karen, Karen, Karen. I know that you are a uh, sophisticated cosmopolitan New Yorker, but I assume that you, like everybody else in the country, listens to country music. I'm sure you've heard the song Denial. It ain't just a river in Egypt because you may want to use that with some of your clients, your patients. How do you get yourself in such deep denial that? You can reason away getting shot in the head with a crossbow in your bedroom, in your sleep. Well, there's a disconnect,
3: Nancy, when there's
1: something that you
3: believe so strongly, and then there's evidence to show you that it's not true, but your mind can't grasp that fact. And so our unconscious just says, oh, no, she's right. It was an accident because you can't make the two things connect. You have to believe that she's in love with you. And that's unsure what happened to him. He could not accept the fact that she was trying to kill him. I know it sounds very strange, but it happens all the time.
1: It does sound strange, and I think it does happen all the time. Joseph Scott Morgan, uh, author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon, Death Investigator. Joe Scott, two things. Number one, unlike a gun where you can tell from gunshot powder residue whether it was shot within, say, three feet, 36 inches or if they're stippling around the entry wound you know if it's point blank with a crossbow you don't know she was two inches from his head when she shot it that's my first question and the second question is what does oding overdosing on eye drops do to your body how does it i think i know the answer in layperson's terms if it shrinks red vessels in your eyes it must shrink the veins to your heart just guessing you tell me
4: yeah uh, first off to the cross- crossbow you're right on the money hey you're right on target Nancy uh, there is uh, no way it's it's what we refer to as an indeterminate uh, distance you can't because as you stated there's nothing coming out of a muzzle now to the to the eye drops think about it in two terms there's two things there's what's referred to as a vasodilator, which means that opens the vessels up, and there is a vasoconstrictor. In the case of tetrahydrolazine, which is found in all manner of eye drops and even uh, some sprays uh, that are used in the nostrils, it is a vasoconstrictor. So what happens is is it tightens down the vessels, and it can lead uh, to hypertension, severe hypertension, very, very quickly. This is a highly lethal, lethal substance, and it doesn't take very much. It just takes a very small amount, and it can literally send the individual, in worst-case scenario, into a coma. Some people out there even have attempted to use this drug in order to initiate date rape. Uh, That means it gets the person into an unconscious state, they fall into coma, and they can take advantage of the individual.
1: Wow. I'm also, like, completely intrigued with the fact that she held the funeral in the backyard. Jason Oceans, I thought that was against the law. I'm not sure
6: what state this was in, Nancy. You'd have to refresh me on that. South South Carolina. South Carolina. Yeah
1: wait dave mack dave mack dot com investigative reporter did she hold the funeral in the backyard or did she want to hold the funeral in the backyard because i am totally burying david in the backyard
2: (laughs) what (laughs) she she did bury him in the backyard the funeral was held in the backyard in, in in north carolina and south carolina i don't know how many other states both of those allow for that uh there are certain uh things certain accommodations have to be made but not as uncommon as you would think.
1: Okay, I'm just drinking that in. I'm trying to absorb that. But...
2: Yeah, because Nancy, just just thinking about it,
6: wanting to exhume the body for anything. I mean, just, just thinking the restrictions to, you know, my backyard uh, or, or access or, or anything else that could, uh, you know, alter the state of the, of the body. I did um,
1: not know you could just bury a body. Nancy? I, I remember as a little girl, I hear you, Joe Scott way out uh in the country we would drive by a house getting back and forth to somewhere and a guy had buried made a cemetery in his yard because his wife died he was completely well we think he was completely in love and he had built kind of a monument to her with a wrought iron fence around her grave and he would go out there and sit with her every day kind of like Forrest Gump okay and even as a little girl I would, like, shrink away in the back seat of the car when we drove by because something was just wrong with it. Uh, Okay, so Joe Scott Morgan, she shoots him with a crossbow. He lives. She allegedly poisons him with eye drops. He dies, and then she just digs a hole and sticks him in the backyard. Can nobody see that pattern right there? Is it just me that something's very wrong?
4: Well, you know, again, uh, you know what Jason was saying—you, you, you want to maintain control, and I think that this goes to this. This might be an issue that Karen could address. But I got to tell you, as far as burying somebody, there's family plots all over the place, and this is the reality. The only thing you need is actually a burial permit, and and this is another curious thing. If if I remember correctly, I'm thinking that bodies do not have to be embalmed. Uh, You can literally place the body directly into the crypt after it's been dug. The only consideration are things like what we're referred to as water tables. You don't want to pollute the water table by burying a body back there. So other than that, hey, it's free and clear. Take a
1: listen to our friend at Inside Edition, Megan Alexander.
5: The couple lived in an enclave of million-dollar homes on Lake Wiley, South Carolina. The funeral was held in the backyard before toxicology reports showed he had been poisoned. Not Frank Keith uh, and Ken Sanford uh, were at the funeral.
8: She seemed uh, stoic, I guess is a word.
4: Uh, there was no evidence that she was grieving. Well,
8: that's part of the mystery of all of this. He always appeared
4: to be uh, happy-go-lucky,
8: um, grateful for his success. Grateful to be alive, grateful
6: to be in the community. And that's all the more reason it's so stunning to us, I think.
1: Crime Stories with Nancy Grace
8: She revealed that she used the liquid, which is normally like eye
4: drops, put it in his food, and she did that without his knowledge. We don't have a clear-cut reason why she committed the, the crime that she did.
1: We are talking about women who poison, and we're starting with Lana Clayton. Lana Clayton, with a uh, background in nursing, her husband apparently the money man with many, many... Um, branches of a health care facility. First, she shoots him with a crossbow in the head while he's asleep in his bedroom. He didn't fall asleep in a lounge chair in the backyard or a hammock near her archery set. Mm-mm. She was practicing the crossbow in the bedroom. And,
8: Nancy, before we go much further, i got to point to something. You know, motive hasn't been discussed, really, and I know you say that, you know, prosecutors don't have to prove motive, but everybody wants to know what, what a motive is here because... You've got somebody who seemingly is happily married, very, very well off, living in a beautiful home with a rich husband. And the neighbor said that, you know, they didn't see anything wrong. She led a Bible study every week. But check this out. We know that she's accused of killing him with eye drops. Uh, We know that a couple of years ago, she got out of uh, an attempted murder charge because they claimed it was an accident when she somehow shot her husband while he was asleep in bed in the back of the head with a crossbow, something that after we examined the type of crossbow she had was an impossibility. It doesn't accidentally fire. So even though he, you know, the police said, hey, do you think your wife is trying to kill you? And he goes, no, man, it's an accident. She loves me. I love her. And by the way, everybody we talked to, she He was in love with her. We're talking about when a man loves a woman here, you know, Percy uh, Sledge. And, you know, when a man loves a woman, she can do no wrong. Well, this woman did some serious wrong trying to kill him with a crossbow, then killing him with, vi- with uh, uh, the eye drops. But back up a little bit, and you find out that in a previous marriage, there was a problem, and on social media, on Facebook in particular, she actually posted a defense of that husband back years ago. Oh, he's not a drunk. He's not uh, violent. And she gets out of that marriage and finds a guy who's self-made millionaire. They've got this beautiful, huge house, so big, in fact, the yard's so manicured that she could bury him in the backyard. Now this nurse at the VA becomes the wealthy widower of a multimillionaire.
1: So my question is to Jason Ocean's uh, New York attorney, if she confesses to police that she poisoned her husband... What can Lana Clayton expect when she goes to trial?
6: Uh, I, I don't know if this is the death penalty type of case. Uh, but sir.
1: Why? Uh, why, why, why? It's, you know, like, the, it's a long-planned, premeditated, and practiced yeah, crime. I,
6: I, I understand. I, I, I don't, uh, I, I just, it's a gut feel sometimes on, you know, where it's going to go better. Uh, and just might as well.
1: Uh, wait, 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 just a minute. Did you just say you're going to decide if somebody gets the death penalty based on a quote gut feel? Well, you know guess, what? I'm going to go to a different man. guest, Dave Mack. Is she, are they are they seeking that? You did it. You said Nan again.
6: I uh, said yeah, Nancy. I'm sorry.
1: Busted. Now, just, now, now, some, you're a recidivist. Sometimes,
6: sometimes in a in a yeah, I am. Except, so, but sometimes in a certain profile case. Obviously, we're doing it in a quick nutshell, but. Uh, it, sometimes it's just best not to, and just uh, and just go ahead and you know uh you know try it on uh, uh you know murder
2: one versus death penalty
1: murder one. well hold on dave mack has the state announced seeking the death penalty they
2: haven't announced that they're seeking the death penalty but she is being held without bail because it is a death penalty type
1: case take a listen to our friend at inside edition she
7: was a grieving widow who claimed her wealthy husband suffered a fatal fall at home but police say churchgoing lana clayton poisoned him with of all things eye drops available over the counter at every pharmacy in America. Court documents say the 52-year-old mother of two confessed to administering the poison to him in his water over a three-day period. Millionaire businessman Stephen Clayton lived with his wife in a South Carolina mansion that is a replica of George Washington's Mount Vernon Plantation. His wife's alleged poisoning scheme was straight out of the 2005 movie Wedding Crashers. Give me the eye drops. Thank you. Owen Wilson puts eye drops into Bradley Cooper's drink, sending him running to the bathroom. Funny stuff, but in actuality, the chemical in eye drops works great on the eyes, but if swallowed in significant amounts, it attacks the nervous system and can be deadly.
1: Chills, um, sweats, uh, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, uh... I felt awful.
7: Ginger Watson knows what it's like to be poisoned by eye drops. When she was a manager at Pizza Hut in 2011, a disgruntled coworker spiked her soda with eye drops. She was hospitalized, but fortunately survived. If I had,
1: had an underlying medical condition or I had gotten a little more of the drug, um,
0: I could have been seriously injured or or died.
7: Now, a product seen in so many medicine cabinets has allegedly been used by a wife to get rid of her husband. The dead man's family members said they are shocked and mortified by the cause of Stephen's death. All our family and friends know how much he loved his wife and how devoted he was to her.
1: With Nancy Grace.
7: A North Carolina woman is accused of trying to make her fiance sick by putting eye drops in his drink.
0: If this sounds familiar to you, you've probably seen it in the movie Wedding Crashers. And that is where the woman told police she got the idea. Jamie Cruz facing felony charges this morning because eye drops can actually put someone in a coma or even kill them. He locked himself and their baby in a bedroom and then called police. She told officers she was trying to make him sick so that she could move out with her daughter.
1: A North Carolina woman allegedly admits she tried to poison her fiancé with eye drops, claiming she got the idea from a movie. Her name, Jamie Lynn Cruz, she's been arrested after her fiancé calls 911 when he spots her putting eye drops into his soda. Wow. Wow. Okay, straight to Dave Matt, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. What happened?
2: You know exactly what you heard. This woman, Jamie Cruz, um, was caught red-handed. The boyfriend suspected as much. He saw her trying to put the eye drops in his drink. Once he saw that, he grabbed their child and locked himself in the bedroom, called the police. And that's how all of this began. She told them, though, that she watched the movie Wedding Crashers and thought this was a good idea because she just wanted to get away with her daughter. Obviously they have a child together and there was a a real problem with this relationship that the husband the fiance suspected she might do something like this. Okay,
1: here's the thing. Uh in under the law, Jason Oceans, let's just say I point a gun at Jackie Howard and then oops, it goes off and I kill her. And I say, "Well, you know what? I was just trying to scare her." It that doesn't matter because the law Presumes you intend the natural consequence of your act. In other words, as I would tell a jury, if you take a piece of fine china, the kind you can kind of see through, and you throw it to a cement floor, the law presumes you intend to break it, the natural consequence of your act. So if I hold a gun to Jackie's face and pull the trigger to scare her, the law presumes I mean to kill her. In this case, she gave her fiancé a sufficient amount of eye-try-to eye drops to him sick.
6: Well, you know, it, the, the consequences of uh, an intentional or an unintentional act, right? So, you know, in this jurisdiction here in New York, you know, they'd certainly be up for a charge in your example of criminally negligent homicide. Uh, you know, what's, what's the intent? Uh, and, or up to manslaughter. I mean, it depends how you look in the facts, uh, you know, collectively. I, well, I, he I lived.
1: Think- I would still say it's aggravated assault. I, I
6: would agree with you. If I, not attempted murder. No, I, I think you're right on the charge and uh, see if it drops further. Uh, but I, I think it's uh, certainly eligible for a top charge. You, the, un- the, the unintended consequences of, uh, of, of a bad act. Right. You can't drive down the street at 90 miles an hour thinking, well, it's deserted at 3 in the morning. and just so happens people are coming home from work, and you mow them down.
1: Oh, that's a good example. To you, Karen Stark, New York psychologist, joining us. You can find her at karenstark.com. What can you tell us about the mindset of someone who uses poison as their weapon?
3: Well, I think that anyone who's trying to kill another person, Nancy is a psychopath, no matter what they're trying to use. Someone who's trying to use poison, though, is very smart because most of the time, at least in the past, you couldn't be able to tell that they had used poison. These days, the tests are so minuscule, they so refined that you actually can tell something that, like eye drops. But if you think about it, It's somebody who doesn't care about killing another person, but is very wise, because who would think of eyedrops as a way to kill another person?
1: To Joe Scott Morgan, a forensics expert, Joe Scott, when I was working on my last Hallmark movie, I had a scene where someone died, a female hospital administrator, prescription for murder, by the way, died of Digitalis overdose. And, you know, Digitalis comes from the foxglove plant. Okay? So, at first, something like that may not show up, as Karen Stark was describing, in your standard toxicology tests. So, that indicates very, very smart perpetrator because they know how to use a certain type of of substance that won't show up in a toxicology test. Yes,
4: you're right, Nancy. It's it's what I would refer to as an exotic poison, uh, because when when we do a what's called a standard toxicology panel at autopsy, it's you know all the usual suspects are there uh, as far as like opiates, cocaine, benzodiazepine, all those things that you would normally think that are associated with death potentially. It's not like she went out and uh, shot a bolus of heroin into a drink or something that he was ingesting to try to off him that way because that would be found. Uh, with this tetrahydrolyzine poisoning, this is something that's exotic. So we might not see it on the initial reports, but what would, what would take place is that through the gross findings, that means the things that we can see with our unaided eye at autopsy and under the microscope, That'll put us down a different path, for instance, in a fatal case where we would have to go back and retest again.
1: What would the physical symptoms be of? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it. Tetrahydrosoline poisoning. Wow. First try, too. Wow. I'm just so happy with myself. Go ahead. Good job, Nancy. Thank you. I knew you were going to chime in, Jace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting to say that. Okay, go ahead, Joe Scott. What would they see if you had uh, tetrahydrosoline poisoning? What would the body manifest?
4: Well, uh, some of the things that that you're going to see are going to be uh, irritated membranes, say, for instance, uh, and also in the soft lining of of cardiac tissue, uh, you're going to see uh, problems in the lungs. It's going to lead to a congestive failure. So it's going to, if somebody, say, for instance, has... No, they don't have any kind of predisposition to some kind of outstanding medical problem, and you begin to see these manifestations, hopefully a smart pathologist will look at this and say, hmm, something else is up here. And so it's going to give you the impetus to dig further.
1: Um, got another question. You say, Karen Starr that she would have been a psychopath. What, what do you mean by that? That's a, that's a technical phrase in your line of business, but not everybody knows what it really means is
3: somebody who is is not like anybody else i hope that you know it's someone who has no feelings whatsoever and there's no guilty conscience and they actually enjoy the idea that they can get away with killing another person they take pleasure in being able to do that and in this case just okay i'm not happy here so i think i'll use Some poison, and I'll get this person to die. A psychopath is capable of doing that. They don't even need a motivation, they're just out to kill.
1: I got another question. Do you believe there's any way, Joe Scott, that we are looking at a trend?
4: Yeah, the possibilities certainly exist. And I think that this has happened in the past with other agents where people will see an opportunity and take it. Let's keep in mind, this case happened in North Carolina, uh, Nancy, and this was not too far away from the previous case that we were referring to that was out of York, South Carolina. I think that there's an awareness on that end. The, uh, we had talked about the wedding crashers. I think that this has brought to light. And so, yeah, the potential certainly exists. I think that what you're going to see is there will be an impetus that will come about as a result of probably trying to restrict access to things as seemingly innocuous as eye drops, particularly if these cases continue to to track in these way.
1: Uh, Side effects include abnormal drowsiness, sedation, as Joe Scott was telling us, low or high blood pressure, difficulty breathing, decreased heart rate, even a coma. Uh tetrahydrozoline made up of carbon, hydrogen, nitrogen. It's also found in nasal decongestant sprays. Most example, high profile example is visine. It constricts your blood vessels, and because of that, that's how it stops your nose from running and clears up your, your eyes. Now I've been doing some very, very um deep legal investigation. And I have learned that there is a scene in Wedding Crashers <laughs> where one of the main characters put, puts eye drops in a rival's drink. Now, that scene is alleged to have inspired a trend. trend. Students in Milwaukee nearly killed a classmate doing it in June 2006. A Wisconsin woman jailed for 90 days for poisoning her roommate with a visine 2011. She got the idea from the movie. A California man charged with domestic violence from poisoning. He spiked his girlfriend's drink as a prank after an argument. If you Google Visine prank, you get over nearly you get nearly twenty thousand results. Okay. Poison by eye drops. It is a trend. Nancy Gray's crime stories. Signing off. Goodbye, friend.
7: Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented.
3: Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the
0: Zigazoo app today.
2: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.